calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just having a good time, and I. Um, hello, Dale. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Emma, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah, you know, it's the end of the week. We did have a big old Nintendo Direct this week, though. That was fun, wasn't it? A lot more in there than I think. I don't know. A lot more than I thought. Maybe people expected there to be a lot of stuff i actually was quite pleasantly surprised about the amount of stuff in there dale you're looking like you couldn't care less what no i'm all right about you know, nintendo you can care less about it but i mean tell the truth oh uh, yeah okay that? the truth you, is yeah. i'm not a massive nintendo fan um yeah. i love mario and i love 3d platformers uh, everything else not that bothered about. okay well maybe we'll get something out of you we're going to go through a bit of uh some of the highlights from that, we're not going to go through everything because we don't have the time. And some of the stuff, frankly, it's just not for us. But, you know, we'll mention them just so people don't go, oh, why didn't you talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3? <laughs> because, you know, we're, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not personally a fan, but maybe I'll try them one day because people love them. No one's anyway. emailing us saying, why did you not talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Well, someone is now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. uh, someone's going to do it now. We have a checklist ready. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's not first up, because is there any other place to start from this direct than the words mouthful mode? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're, no? are you expecting anyone to add to that? <laughs> I don't think there is any other place to start, frankly. Kirby and the Forgotten Land got a new trailer, and it showed off just how much, like, Super Mario Odyssey mm. it is, which is kind of a pleasant surprise. I've never... I don't know if anyone else here has ever been a big Kirby fan. I think I played one on, like, the GBA. Um, no. It's just never quite done it for me. But this one, you know, you said you like 3D platformers, Dale. Is this doing a lot for well, you? Well, yeah, I, I skimmed through the direct stuff this morning and I was like, nah, nah, nah. But then I got to this one and I watched it and then I was like, this actually looks really good. And you lo- you're absolutely right. It looks like Odyssey, you know, the fact like like an Odyssey with a cappy and you can change into different animals and weird things, mm-hmm. and bullet bills and whatever. And this kind of has that vibe going on in a, you know, more condensed 3D platform space. And it looks like it could be a lot of fun, to be honest. Yeah. Emma, are you into it? Are you into the, the big, uh, I'm going to call in the big pink ball of fun? Oh. 
Definitely. Yeah, I like I've never played a Kirby game, but I've played Kirby in Smash, so I'm more interested to actually like try and get into a game that Kirby's in. This is new for Kirby though, right? The idea of like eating things and becoming the object. I think just having this level of limelight is new for Kirby. <laughs> they can't believe I don't know if Kirby's a he she does anyone know what Kirby is? No one really does, do they? It's like it like Kirby's just just thankful for this attention, I think. And yeah. Being able to just consume things, I think, is is a joy. I mean, I know that's the whole deal. They always kind of, you know, yeah. have this big vacuum mouth. But it's normally to like, if I remember right, you just like like kind of suck up enemies and fire yeah, them away and what like, stuff like that. Was, yeah. But yeah, like now you can you can put a cone in your mouth. You can put a whole car in your mouth, Dale. <laughs> I like putting the vendor machine in your mouth. I thought that, and there's a little waddle afterwards. Really, uh, yeah. Really tickled me. <laughs> so if um. Dale, if you could fill go. your mouth with go. anything right now, what would you? What would you? What would it be? Do you know what? For my lunch today, I had soup, which <laughs> was like doesn't sound anything special, but I had like an entire fucking baguette with it as well. <laughs> just like <laughs> that's what I'm full of right now. Just a lot of sourdough bread. So. so how would that work? Would you kind of uh, fire hot soup back at people or like really sharp croutons or something like that? I don't know. Uh, just, it's just lethargic size at the moment just because I'm so full of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, what if you could, uh, like the vendor machine or the cone? I mean, we don't even know. The possibilities are endless here. There's going to be some secrets. I mean, what 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 are you thinking? Are you really maybe maybe a ladder? What put in their mouth? No, I'm just imagining, you know, what like if you were Kirby, like a ladder? I don't know how that would work. Um, I, I think I'd want to be like my gaming PC. <laughs> so then I can just play games wherever. I don't have to carry like a Switch or a Steam Deck That's or anything. Like, so you basically just use this ability as a big suitcase. You turn yourself Pretty into much. a suitcase. Yeah, it'd become be, like just a giant bag. You'd be glowing like <laughs> RGB from the inside out as yeah. well. Yeah, oh, that would look really going. cool. Yeah, look and it. you could see like the game like playing in my eyes. Like that would be the screen. <laughs> Cool. It's the start of your fan fiction. How I became a PC. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, it has got me interested in this game. I was kind of into it from the first trailer. I was like, oh, that looks a bit different. Like, I'm up for a game like this mm. at the moment. And then, yeah, that trailer. Knowing it's going to go full on mad. That's what. I, that's always what I want from Nintendo. Is just yeah. that sprinkler madness that like you don't really get from. Other get like Nintendo just know what they're doing when it comes to stuffing cars in people's mouths. Also, designing like 3D platformers, right? Designing those worlds, yeah. like coming up with unique ideas for worlds that are fun to play. Like they're the best at doing that. So mm-hmm. you got to think that will translate over to Kirby with a new, you know, a different type of play style turning into objects that interact with the yeah. world. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm into it. It's, it's not far away either. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Next, we've got. I mean, just the biggest of all the kart racer announcement, announcements even from the show. It's, I'm, of course, talking about Disney Speedstorm, the new free-to-play combat racer with characters like Mickey Mouse, Sully from Monsters, Inc., and Mulan. <laughs> um, so this is coming to it's a free t- everything, right? I think so, yes. I, I didn't it do... Uh, um, it sounds like you read that and I have not. Yeah, so so I saw, I'm going to say yes, it is. I saw a PC and consoles tweet from the Disney account. Okay, um, cool. Which is really exciting. This summer, I think. Because yeah. as soon as I saw a cross-platform player, I was like, well, okay, that t- I assume it's coming to most things. Mm-hmm. But free to play, it's always... I've, a lot of games have done it well recently, but it's still got that little bit of a stigma attached. I think it's like, well, what what's the catch here if it's free mm. to play? Like, am I gonna? Is it gonna be free to play of like those first four characters? Then I'm, I don't know, paying to play as I don't know, Simba. 
I don't know how how this is Or is, is it going to be tracks? Like, I mean, there's another kart racer that's doing be. that already and it's been out for yeah. eight years and you had to buy that originally as well. Oh, are you, are you trying to suggest that we should have talked about Mario Kart before Disney <laughs> Speed? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, I'm saying, um, like, it all depends on how much they offer you in the base game and as long as there's no sort of pay-to-win situation, as long as it's only, mm-hmm. you know, if you... If, I, I, I don't see a huge problem with a free-to-play game offering you new tracks for an extra yeah, yeah. cost. You know, as long as there's a I'm, substantial I'm, amount to begin with. I'm always up for a kart racer. I know it wasn't really a kart racer, but I played a lot of the Hot Wheels game last year. I thought that was great. Mm. And yeah, I'm just, I'll probably give it a go just because I like, I like Pixar a lot and I like my Disney a lot. What, what? Emma, have you, are you a big kart racer? I'm a big Mario Kart fan. Um, okay. I'm not so sure about this one. Like, I feel because it's free to play, like you're, there's nothing to lose in like trying it. Mm. So I'd give it a go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm more excited about Mario Kart. I think. What sort of characters do we think? How weird are they going to go with characters? Because uh, Disney have got a pick. lot to choose from. I mean, yeah, I, there was quite a few ones. They had Jack Sparrow in there. They had, obviously it said Sully, Mickey Mouse, Simba. But yeah, what are the real deep cuts well, they could go Are they going to go I mean, into like, the Marvel world? Are they going to go to Star Wars? Is there like... Where could they could they get like Jar Jar Binks in the game? <laughs> I'd keep it. I I don't know. I don't know who would who would be a weird one. I'm mm. trying to think of the weirdest Disney character. The Hunchback of, of Notre I Dame. They should have done it like Double Dash. Then so you could have like Timon and Pumba. Like you could add like that would be cool. Duos. Oh well, I should be designing a kart game. Um, do you know who has designed a good kart game though? Is Nintendo. We we briefly mentioned it. Mario Kart mm-hmm. Eight is getting forty eight new tracks. That's obscene. They're, that's literally doubling the amount of tracks in that game, and they're coming out every now and then until the end of next year. So in six packs of that would be eight. Yes, six packs of eight tracks. Um, with the first one, I think in a few weeks. Um, so. Like everyone was thinking when I think everyone had the same thought when this popped up. Were like, are they actually showing us Mario Kart Nine? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, no. yeah, no, they're not. No, no, um, that's still a way off by the looks of it. But yeah, basically doubling the tracks for a game that's several, several years old is mad. And do you know what? It probably will have me jumping back in. It came out eight years ago. Looking at that, like, <laughs> on a, like, how do you feel about the 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 Game Pass situation for it though? Whatever they call it, the Kart Pass. I don't. It's like, what is it, £25, I think, for all the tracks, or it's included in their expansion pack thing. I think this is kind of them, it's a clever way of them of getting people sure. to buy that, isn't it? And getting people more invested in that. I mean, I don't, there is the argument this game is eight years old. Everyone, like, how much is it, like 40 million copies? It's mm-hmm. ridiculous, like it's sold an obscene amount. Some people are like, oh, they should give it for free. But at the same time, they know people will pay 25 You're basically paying £25 yeah. for a whole new set of tracks from that game. You're doubling the content of that game for half the price of it. But the, so I don't personally think it's too bad. You've got those 40 million players, right? What, what, you know, what's a guess in a good percentage of them? Uh, you know, kids and non-hardcore mm-hmm. gamers who just want Mario Kart and they don't even know this thing exists, right? So Which yeah. makes it me, f- like, anecdotally makes me feel like it's targeted towards, like... More dedicated yeah. gamers, so it is well, trying to as well because all the tracks—they're not when we say new tracks; they're all remasters of existing Mario Kart tracks. There's no from the ground up new tracks, as far as we can tell here. They're all from old games, and yeah, I think I don't think it's a bad price. Like what, twenty-five pounds over two years, basically, to get forty-eight new tracks. Yeah, yeah. that's what fifty p a track. It's not. It's not bad. Just put them in Mario Kart Nine. <laughs> 
Nintendo are the masters, right? I got you. Got to give them credit for it. They know they know how to yeah. to milk something, you know, and it'll work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'll jump back in. Whether it's in a month's time or if it's like the end of next year, when all forty-eight of those tracks are in, and I'll be like, right, I'm just gonna play a load. <laughs> That'll be now. overwhelming, surely. Jumping in is like, all right, I've got forty-eight choice. tracks to play. I thing about me, Dale, it's I love being overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I'm gonna have to be I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh mate. I love I love the pressure. Thrive of it. Um I think genuinely maybe one of one of the few very, you know, top exciting moments from this direct was out of the blue Nintendo Nintendo Switch Sports which mm. is basically Wii Sports for the Switch yeah. which I think will make a lot of people happy. At launch they're going to launch with bowling, tennis, chambara which is sword play. Soccer or f- or football, football as we would call it, uh, yeah. for people who care. Uh, badminton and volleyball with golf, crucially, to be added as a free update after launch. So, you know, I think people were worried for a second there was going to be no golf. I was personally worried there was no golf, but <laughs> it is coming. Um, I'm worried there's no yeah, baseball we... boxing. Yeah, they were the rubbish uh, ones anyway. They I might like add baseball. them anyway. Baseball was Baseball's okay. Good. It's quite fun. Boxing's boring. There's... There's going to be updates. I'm sure they'll add them. But there's also the little. Do you see the little attachment so you can um, put the little yeah. like leg strap not into oh, the rings bit onto your leg to play football? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not into that at all. It looks weird, uh, but I d- is this going to have the same? You know, because Wii Sports obviously it launched the Wii like into a new dimension. Basically, it got everyone playing the Switch. Is this? I don't know if this is going to have quite the same no. effect, but I suppose we don't really know until we play it. We're, and it's only it's coming out in April, so it's not far away. I would say, obviously, Wii Sports was a phenomenon, and but partly because you know you you bought people could buy the console and that came with it, right? Some people mm-hmm. would just buy it for Wii Sports. It was like the Wii Sports toy, you yeah. know. So they're not they're not going to get the advantage of that this time. Part of me feels like they should have, like, when they released the late, the OLED model of the Switch or maybe hold it until they release a new model of the Switch mm-hmm. and launched it with that for free. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if future bundles did do something like that, like yeah. came with Nintendo Switch boards just because people... Like, but I'm definitely going to play it for a bit, especially, like, the bowling. Yeah. I, I'll happily play basically Wii Bowling. I think the crucial thing everyone wants to know is what is the music going to be like? <laughs> Are they going to... Like riff off of the Wii Sports music, they're gonna just wholesale take it over. I wouldn't be surprised if they're just the same songs again, or are we getting a full new like library of incredible music? It we'll sounded see? like that I mean, in the trailer. It kind yes, of sounded like they were using it. the original music. Do you think we'll get the the triumphant return of all the plastic crap that you can put your Joy Cons in? I I don't <laughs> think so. I th- I think we'll just be with wrist straps for now and yeah. the the odd thigh strap if you want to play football. You but, just get um, those little mini tennis rackets and golf clubs that you just slot your Wiimote in mm-hmm. and it's like, it does nothing. But, you know... I think they sadly that. did say that Mies would not be returning. Well, what so. is the point? Why were you even doing this all then? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited about <laughs> no, it. looks I'm, good. I'm, looks I'm definitely going to give it a go. Um, but I don't think there's anything that got me personally more excited than Mario Strikers Battle League. Mario Strikers is back after what, fifteen years? Ten, it's at least ten, isn't it? it must be fifteen years. It's, it's it? a good job. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm. Even though this probably in my head, I know this will probably be another Mario Tennis, another Mario Golf, like six or seven out of ten game. I'm still gonna play it because 
I don't know if you know this, Dale. I like Mario and I like football. Yes, but do they gel well together is the question. Yes. Okay, answered. <laughs> Move on. Do you think it's weird that they've, they announced two first-party Nintendo football games, in a way, with in, start, in Switch Sports as well? I, d- I don't think we're calling Switch Sports a first-party football game, are we? It's like a know. giant football, isn't yeah. it? It's more like Rocket League-y, wasn't it? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And also, you're not strapping know. it to your leg in uh, Mario Strikers. You never know, actually. You might have that. But I'm well up for this. And it's coming in June. I'm loving this recently. Nintendo are just like, here's this game. They did it with like, Metroid Dread last year, and it's coming out in like five months. It, like You can play it soon. I-, I love that. I hope Mario Strikers is good. The trailer looked fine. It looked like a bit like old Mario Strikers, so I'm into that. I will say it's been a long, long time since I've made Mario Strikers. It may well not be as yeah. good as I remember it was when I was like 14. Um, I remember but, having like big slide tackles. Is that was that a thing? Mm-hmm. Am I remembering that rightly? Power moves, like yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really a football game, <laughs> of course. To be honest, no. <laughs> but I like the. I mean, not that we'll ever do it, but you can do like five v five games. Like if we all played together on a team of five, who? Kn- I'm saying this could be the FIFA beta. That's <laughs> it's come. People thought it might be Pro Evo. They shit the bed massively. UFL's coming. We'll see if that does anything. But really, I think it's Mario Strikers just in the background. Yeah. Looking over, you know, Mario just scheming. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Battle I've definitely played well. that. I was excited for a bit because they started showing a new Fire Emblem game. And... Then they did the classic thing of revealing it to actually be a Musou game, which is it's not what I want. I don't really like Musou games. If Joe was here, he'd probably be quite excited. I know this is the second Fire Emblem Musou game. I don't, he may have strong opinions and think the first one's bad. I'm, I'm not going to put any words in his mouth. Maybe he can email in. Joe, if you can email in at IGN underscore you feedback at IGN.com and we'll get your thoughts on the Fire Emblem Musou game. But yeah, it's that thing of, oh, I play a new Fire Emblem. But then, yeah, it's not actually a new Fire Emblem. Does, did, did, did anyone care about this? Nope. <laughs> Apart from me? <laughs> I'm not super into Fire Emblem, to be honest. <laughs> That's fine. No? Yeah. We all like what it's we fine. like. Cardi, Cardi's into talking about it. We're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, do you know what? I'll mention Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 just so people can uh, say I mentioned Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I've not played a Xenoblade Chronicles, despite knowing the first two are meant to be very good, and I probably should play on one point. I can just never get over the voice acting in those trailers. They they do my head in. So <laughs> maybe one day I'll give it a go. But has anyone here played Xenoblade? I'm guessing not. <laughs> I think I have played it, actually, but like Gamescom or something. Um, oh, there you go. You've played more Xenoblade than me. I played it on 3DS, I think, and I gave up pretty quickly after starting it. <laughs> That sounds about right. Um, And lastly, I just want to mention Earthbound is coming. And this is a game that I know a lot of people really love. And it's one I've always looked at, but just never, you know, I've just never really played it. And Mm. I'm going to actually give this a go because it's available now. And if you don't know what Earthbound is, it's kind of a weird, I'm describing it as someone who's never played it. It's like a funny little looking RPG that's quite, I don't know, it just looks quite, fun and a bit weird and i'm into it there's this little boy in, in a striped shirt um <laughs> that is my review having not played earthbound of earthbound i'm gonna start playing it maybe this weekend though so I'll, maybe i can give more detail now since i've actually played some earthbound oh isn't it isn't it two games as well it's first two was it? there oh, was beginnings yeah as well, i think yeah. it's like the yeah it's not the second one because because 
it's the weird thing, isn't it? In Japan, it's called Mother Two, I think. Earthbound. Yeah. And everyone's always like Mother Three has always just been in Japan. It's never been localized over here, and that's what everyone's always wanted. And uh, do you know what? We took a small step forward uh, <laughs> towards that for all the people who really want Mother Three. Um, but we've got Earthbound, and I'm going to give that a go. That's kind of our little brief. I would say rundown of the Nintendo Direct. What? Yeah. Was there anything? To yeah. Add there was two things on there that I thought noteworthy that were weird. That um. They were just randomly going back to like late naughty games and remastering them and re-releasing them. Like oh, the what, like Force- Portal? Portal. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's cool, right? Like, I think that's a really yeah. cool idea. It's just odd that it just it's come now. And uh, the Force Awakens, but not not the Force Awakens. Sorry, the Force Unleashed, but not the actual like main console one, the Wii version of the Force Unleashed mm-hmm. as well, which very odd. Yeah, and. The Ezio collection. Oh yeah, if you want to go well. back and play the Assassin's Creed games, yeah, there, there was a lot of those. Just and a lot of um, remakes and remasters of like old JRPGs. I just haven't played like Front Mission and stuff and Chrono Cross, which I've just they're just games that they're like my blind spot. Those old yeah. JRPGs. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a lot to add. Anything that caught your eye, Emma, apart from Kirby? Mainly, I was really surprised to see Portal there, mm-hmm. um, just because mm-hmm. I, I did not expect that at all. I guess. It kind of makes sense at like this point in time, though, with like the Steam Deck releasing like mm-hmm. soon. Um, That's a good point. To start having like Valve games like just portable. Um, but yeah, the things that I'm most excited for, we've already spoken about, which is Mario Kart and the uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. I'm really excited for those. Mm-hmm. I think I was gonna when when the portal thing started, I thought for a brief second it might be a portal a new game made for the Switch. Never. Uh, yeah. But then do you think maybe with the Steam Deck, that might be the sort of game that they could say, like make a maybe, Portal 3 right, to release it. with it? Who knows? I don't, not to release with it, but, you know, but no, maybe like, at some you know, point. We'd like to be like, almost we like a launch dream. game, like, you know? There are, yeah, there are a few games I'd want more than a Portal 3, I think. Like, yeah, that would be up there. I just can't see it. But it has been long enough since I played Portal 1 and 2, though, that mm. I could play it again now. Maybe I will on the Switch, because yeah, I, I can't remember the solution to... Especially 2. I can One, I kind of have a good memory of, I think. It's not very long, either. No. But 2, I haven't played... I've only played 1 once, I think, when it came out. But, yeah. Do you remember 2, they've got the co-op mode? I never played that. I only ever played the single no. player, so there's stuff yeah. there that I need to check out. Exactly. Well, good stuff. Nintendo gave us a little treat. On a, on a midweek night, isn't that, isn't that lovely for all of them? Um, I was watching that Nintendo Rex after going to a Spurs match where we disappointingly collapsed. <laughs> it was tipping it down with rain. I was trying to watch it on my phone on the way home because I needed something to cheer me up. And thankfully, Mario came to the rescue. Yeah. So I could forget. <laughs> Mario would have won if he was playing for Spurs. Oh, if he was playing, he would have yeah, he would have done a fireball <laughs> somersault in the air and he would have smashed it in past Fraser Forster. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Emma. Excitingly, you have managed to get yourself hands-on with Elden Ring. It's only two weeks till it comes out, but you've already played a bit, and you can tell us a little bit of what you've played. Is it any good? It is brilliant, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Like The problem I have with that game, or like I had in the preview, is that once you start playing it, you just don't want to stop, and because it's just so massive, you just mm. want like six hours is not enough um but it really is like the evolution of like dark souls like even though obviously dark souls the like trilogy has like finished um with three but what's really cool about Elden ring is that 
it sort of sticks with like feeling familiar like it does feel like a dark souls game but mm. there's so many things that it's able to do like in addition to that like it's so it's able to break so many rules that you kind of had in dark souls like you can't do this within the world um mm-hmm. and it's it's just amazing like one of the things that I really love is that you start in this like massive open world, which is like a sort of brand new thing for Dark Souls. Usually you're sort of going from area to area, like there aren't mm-hmm. maps as such in Dark Souls. You're just going from like different bonfires and it's you're kind, kind of... like of... a sprawling sort of, yeah, like lots of areas and interchanging corridors. And yeah, exactly. Open areas. It's kind of, it's a weird, it's kind of an open world that opens up as you go, isn't it? Like you don't really... You kind of you have options of which way to go, but yeah, it's not an open open world. Whereas yeah, from everything I've seen of this, it's like a big old massive open world. Yeah, there's so much freedom. Um, you literally are like dropped in like Limgrave, which is where it's all kind of like fields and it looks like really nice and there's all animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it's weird how like that area, even though you spawn and there's pretty much like a mini boss like directly opposite you, that is the area that will feel like most like home. <laughs> you will feel safest in that area which kind of says a lot about yeah this is still dark Souls. you're still going to get beaten up and die a lot um fantastic but what's great is that because you can literally go anywhere on the map i think when people do start playing this game it's going to be so interesting to hear about like all the different places that people end up like if the mm-hmm. three of us played we probably wouldn't all do the same thing in the first like two or three hours okay. um which is really interesting That's interesting yeah, I mean, I've no doubt that people who love From Software games are going to absolutely love this game. Like, it just looks like, yeah, again, another great FromSoft game from what I've seen. Is there anything in there, you think, to someone like me and someone, I think, like Dale, yep. who aren't big into these games, like, is there, for for new players, do you think there's something there that might hook you in? I think having one like the freedom of just being able to run away from stuff if you don't fancy it like if you get to an area that's like too extreme or you're not ready to fight that boss yet you're not going to be like stuck in that area which is kind of more of a problem you'll have in like previous Dark Souls games of like you might get to a point where you have to grind through something or beat something to progress um I think there's more room here for you to just do the bits that you actually want first and then come back and revisit it. Um, okay. I think summoning as well is like, it's better. It should be better in Elden Ring. Like um, one thing that you can do is you can like summon in these wolves and they'll kind of like help you fight. Um, you've always okay. been able to summon in like other people online and stuff mm. like your friends um, and also NPCs who will come and like fight with you. But yeah, having stuff just like little extra bits like that to sort of help you along if you do need it in a fight is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also stuff like crafting's like more of a focus in this one as well. So you've got like lots of like berries and stuff like especially in the like opening area and um, animals and things. And um, is there a lot more choice in the way you fight? Because I know um, like Demon Souls has magic. Like all these games have little magical elements. Blood Bowl maybe not so much. Yeah. Like, do you have more of a choice of how you wanna like? It's not just like dark souls or like i said dark souls there's lots of ways to play dark souls but you know is there lots of different like combat options can you go like full magic wielder basically oh yeah definitely so magic actually feels really strong from what i've seen of it so far so if you're a bit unsure about going in sort of like full like just melee um Mm -hmm. i would definitely pick like the astrologer was the one that i tried um and that class is really cool and yeah magic is strong but then i would also recommend still 
with that build you could go full magic but you could also sort of balance it so you're still putting like points in um like endurance and strength and stuff so that if you do run out of like mana in a fight you can go in and like finish him off with your sword what, what what's the best spell you used oh i can't remember what it was called it was something pebble stone i think but yeah it was like it was it's like the casting feels like quite um quite quick and also with like that particular spell even though i can't remember the exact name of it um you can sort of like wave your like staff around and if you time like the shots properly you can send almost like two out at once it'll be like one and then as soon as that hits you can sort of like your stick will go like one way and then the other and it's like really cool to see like you taking down this enemy incredibly fast with that spell can I eat a car? <laughs> you can't eat a car. <laughs> what is the point? It, so it's not better than Kirby, is what we're saying. Elden Ring is not better than Kirby, I've confirmed. Um, here's another question as someone who doesn't really play these games, and here's the most tedious and boring question you can ask about any oh, FromSoft game. But difficulty-wise, did you get any sort of kind of feeling of easier, harder? I know each one is kind of easier and hard, like some people find Sekiro easier than Bloodborne, some people find Bloodborne the easiest out of all of them. For me, Bloodborne was the easiest one. I say easiest, it was still still hard. But like, yeah, is Elden Ring still from what you see in a punishing game? It's definitely still punishing, yeah. And um, But I think it does sort of handle some of the fights in like a more interesting way. So like, the world, like I said, is massive, but there are sort of little mini-bosses and um enemies that you'll meet early on and the first time you fight them it might not be too bad you might like Mm -hmm. not even die the first time you see them and then you might encounter them later on in like a different area and they're like buffed like they might have like a fire weapon or something or you know there's multiple um of the enemy like so i feel like even though it is still hard you're sort of the game is training you as you're going like here are some of the enemies you're going to see you're going to defeat them and then we're going to make it a bit harder but you already know like their attack patterns and stuff um Mm -hmm. so i feel like it kind of does ease you in in that way but yeah i've seen like a couple enemies like that there was an area that i went into that was so hard and i don't know why i even stayed in it (laughs) but um (laughs) what was really cool is like just sort of like riding around in it because you can get around like really fast on a horse now um which -hmm. you couldn't like do before um it's cool that you can sort of like visit an area, test it out and see like, is this for me? Am I at like the right level yet? And then peg it. And yeah, and then just like run the opposite <laughs> way and be like, actually, no, not right now. Did you, uh, I'm guessing in the, you only get to spend like a couple, a few hours in you playing it. Yeah. Like, did you encounter any massive bosses? Like, and did you actually, did you beat a boss first time is what we want to know. Yeah. I didn't beat a boss first time. Um, oh, come on, Emma. Did you beat a boss at all? No, I actually didn't. I rode around because the map is so massive. Immediately, I just wanted to go in like every direction. Like, see, like, what's over here? What's over here? And, um, I did, I beat like a few mini bosses, but not like a big, like, beefy boss. One where the big health bar comes up at the bottom. One where the music just goes, yeah, and it gets really extreme. But the bosses do look really cool in this game. And I like that you can just sort of. There was one part where I was literally just in an area and it was like sort of grassy where I was at the rest site. And then like sort of in the distance, I could see like there was sort of this area of like water and like ruins, like a little sort of lake. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that looks cool. Like, I'll go and have a look over there. Went over and then in the distance, I could just see something like glowing. And I was like, oh, OK, like I'm mm-hmm. going to go see what this is. Like maybe it's like a cool item or something. Mm. 
ended up running like straight into like a boss fight and it was just oh, like, no. just like how does how does it approach those in an open world tanks i know in all the like from games like when you go into a boss fight you're in a restricted area like there's either the white smoke mm. or you're in a room you can't escape is it the same in this game or can you just run into a boss like that and then just run away yeah you could you lure them into somewhere that's like you've got the higher ground yeah is that how you're gonna beat Elden Ring you're just gonna make them all run off a cliff (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like a mixture so like um some of the like mini bosses and stuff that you'll encounter like the bar will still come up on the screen but there'll be sort of like there are a few in like tunnels underground so you have that like kind of classic like fog door you're in like a small room you can't get out um Whereas, yeah, with the, the boss that I encountered, it was literally just, it was open. I kind of saw it from a distance, ran towards it, and then the bar pops up and it's like, oh, okay, I'm in a fight now. Like, <laughs> run back the other way. Yeah, and like the area was massive that you could kind of like, like because it was, like I said, ruins. You could go like upstairs and stuff. And like, because I was using magic, I was trying to sort of battle it from far away. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a mixture of like you being caught in a room with the actual thing and then probably just dying or winning to get out. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that that sounds absolutely horrible. Yeah. But I'm sure millions <laughs> of people are going to have the time of their life. It's great. Only two weeks <laughs> till Elden Ring comes out. That, that is soon. We've got Horizon next week, Elden Ring the week after. A lot of games coming out. I think uh, we haven't talked about Seafood yet just because not many of us had a chance to really play it properly. So next week we might have a little... We'll definitely have Horizon Chats. It's out yep. next Friday. And a bit of seafood, maybe. But um, anything else on Elden Ring you want to mention, Emma, before we move on? I think just like to anyone who's starting it, um, if you've not played a From Software game before, or if you have and like you always bounce off them and don't finish them, it's like give it a chance like give uh, this one a chance i thought you were gonna say don't I've given bother. every one of them a chance <laughs> given every single one of them a chance emma and i realize they are not for me and yet again i will punish myself i will be completely overwhelmed after two hours and go i'm gonna go back Just to don't. playing whatever else i'm playing you i think you're like the changes I wanna, in this you don't have to force yourself to like want, things i'm i'm not forcing myself i do genuinely want to play it and want to see if it's for me this time around right. i know, <laughs> you know like there's a high chance i won't yeah love it but you know i want to give it a go just because it does look spectacular whenever i've seen trailers and stuff but yeah i'm just knows? always happy to look it happy to let people enjoy the things they like but i just know i know myself well, too well updale and it's, it's your favorite game ever it will not be <laughs> i get it's that okay. the older i get the less and less time i i get for games anyway and then having one that's you know i'm repeatedly dying at which i hate in any game if i die a couple mm-hmm. of times yeah, I just know. I just know they're not for me, but I understand people enjoy them, and I'm happy for everybody that can enjoy them. That's fine. Okay. Well, do you know what else other people enjoy, Dale? Um, that maybe some other people don't enjoy are sex tapes, and you've been watching <laughs> Pam and Tommy, Dale. Why don't you tell us about that? I've also watched the first episode of this, but you've you've watched four. To, You're ahead to of be me. clear. It is a TV show about the sex tape. <laughs> oh, I been... thought you'd just been watching. I thought you'd just been watching just, the actual tape just watched every it back night. to back every single night. <laughs> My wife is getting a bit annoyed with it now, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, why don't you tell us about the uh, the yeah. TV series that's currently the way to watch it is Stars. on Disney Plus in the UK. Yeah, it's Disney Star, oh, yeah. right? Which is Hulu in America, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, so. So yeah, it's the. Uh, I think it's like an eight part series that's based around the history and the story of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's infamous sex tape that was kind of mm-hmm. the first ever real like 
the first big, kind, yeah, the really. first ever like proper <laughs> the, uh, celebrity sex tape, first like of it. an art form of a genre. <laughs> Um, um yeah. but then um, like some may have a, a cynical viewpoint on the ones in more recent years um but this one was like it tells the story of how it was stolen from them and it was yeah it was all like uh you mentioned before mm-hmm. before we we're talking about it, it's all about the, the the consent idea the fact that it's taken from them sold from behind them and then it's their fight to try and stop uh, it's, this happening. it's more of like a, a weird crime drama than yeah. anything at the moment from what i've seen you've got like I mean, yeah, you've got Seth Rogen playing the guy who stole the tape, yeah. which is... I, I always enjoy Seth Rogen. I, I like I think him he's... I think, so, one of the things I'm enjoying so far about it is the performances. I think Seth Rogen is, is, is particularly good at being, you know, almost like cowardly in the face of... In, in, <laughs> cowardly in the face of danger, but also behind the scenes, like, almost acting like borderline a genius about certain things. But then, stu- <laughs> but then, completely stupid about other stuff. He's he's got this. Re- yeah, you've got kind of like him and Nick Offerman as this like weird criminal double act, yeah. like entrepreneurial weird, just odd guys. But it's just like some of the like in the deci- in episode four, for example, some of the decisions they make are beyond stupid about what they're doing. Like the whole antithesis of it is stupid. But then when he's uh, so like rough spoilers, but Tommy Lee is basically mean to him and rude to him because he's a hired carpenter. And so he plots mm. a revenge plot and that revenge plot is actually like really well thought out and like dedicated. It's quite impressive. Like how we actually put it all together. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, so Lily James plays Panda Anderson and you, she's unrecognizable. Yeah, I was going to say, you wouldn't know it's her. Like I, I watched, I watched, yeah. um, the yesterday, you know, the Richard Curtis, like Beatles film. Okay, yeah. man, that's it. She was in that, and um, she is like a completely different person. It's like, I know she's had a lot mm-hmm. of prosthetic work done for the yeah. shooting stuff, and she looks like Pamela Anderson. But you quickly forget mm-hmm. that it's Lily James, and it feels like Pamela Anderson as well. And I think Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee, and he's like a fan. He's got it down. Like Absolutely. they're definitely caricatures of those characters, but they are very good. Well, ones. <laughs> those people in real life are kind of especially yeah, in, yeah, in the nineties, especially they were larger than life, ridiculous characters to a certain degree. And, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's odd because, um, so Tommy Lee is definitely portrayed as like a really horrible person in certain elements mm. of this, in certain relationships, not with Pam Anderson, but with everybody else. Um, and he's a dick yeah but but you say that but then i i recently watched it's not a good film by the way i do not recommend anyone watch it but i recently watched the dirt which is the motley crew biopic film i've got i just love music <laughs> oh, no. i love musician biopics. yeah i i didn't bother with this one mate. No, it's not good don't watch it but in that one so tommy Leo is played by uh, machine gun kelly and he is is actually like one of the most likable members of the band. Like it's the other ones that are portrayed as the real bad guys. And he's like, yeah, he's a naughty kid, but he's good at heart. And we say it's it's interesting seeing like two almost completely different portrayals. of Machine Gun Kelly plays Tommy Lee. What a depressing sentence. (laughs) (laughs) It's just interesting seeing like different portrayals of him, but both feeling almost accurate. Um, Yeah. It's, it kind of is by the numbers to a certain degree, but it definitely has some very odd, moments uh, there's a particular moment Very weird moments. yeah in the second tell us about the talking yeah. penis Dave. oh you've spoiled it now <laughs> in the second it's episode so start of start of episode two tommy lee <laughs> is very well known and it is documented that he is a very well endowed man and there is a certain scene where he- well you've watched the tape enough you can tell us <laughs> i mean <laughs> and there is a scene in in pam and tommy 
where he has a full-on conversation with his penis. And his penis is animated as if it's a human being talking back to him as well. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it, I would say it needs to be seen to be believed. I don't think it needs to be seen, but, you know... It's funny. Yeah, it's it's obviously not. It's obviously prosthetic. Yes, it's well CGI as well. It looks like it's well, anti, a lot. Of, should we do a like an anatomy <laughs> anatomy so to speak of a scene on that? We'll like, how did you do this? Penis so expert break breaks it, it down. down. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we do that, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, it's got this kind of like it's like it's not like a prestige tv mm. like like you know this you're not gonna this no ozark for example no it's not take itself seriously it's very like kind of pulpy and it's just good fun i will say the one thing is like we're saying it's a show all about consent and about like the, trying to get the true story so i don't know where it's going how it's ending what side they're taking here really but i don't think pamela anson has given consent for this and it does seem a bit odd seeing as she's arguably well not even arguably like the biggest victim yes, all and yeah i just don't know it kind of doesn't completely sit right and i'm not sure when i'm watching it i'm having a fun time but i'm like i'm taking it very with a pinch of yeah. salt like how much of this truly happened i would say like this. even though it didn't have her consent they definitely paint her and like she absolutely was you know like the biggest victim in the situation but mm-hmm. outside of the sex state stuff they paint her as this like like you know good character you know like all the stuff which they, oh yeah she's, they have scenes with her so on, far been in a good life yeah, yeah they have scenes with her in baywatch and like you know behind the scenes of that process and she seems like mm-hmm. the way they portray her is such an honest kind nice person and it's tommy lee that is the one that's almost got them into this trouble well not yeah. always has got them into this trouble along with the carpenter that steals the thing as well exactly. but yeah like you said we don't know where it's going i find it like and I agree with you. It's not prestige television. Like, you know, some things like Ozark and Yellow Jackets that have been on recently. Yeah. But it is very engaging. And I'm finding myself like, it's a, so it was three episodes that dropped and then there's one every Wednesday now. And as soon as the episode came out yesterday, I was very eager to watch it. So it, there's something about it. It's definitely quite engaging. So. Yeah, it's fun. I'd, I'd recommend it to people. Yeah. yeah. Again, maybe not one to watch for the parents, mm. but you know. I'd check it out to anyone interested. Um, a couple of films I watched recently, not necessarily brand new films, but I just want to, I want to share the love. Well, not necessarily all love, but you know, uh, yesterday actually I watched The Last Duel, Ridley Scott's mm. um, film that came out last year. He released that and uh, House of Gucci last year. I still haven't seen House of Gucci, but I do want to see it because it looks mad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> The Last Duel is a much more serious film. It's... Um, set in 14th century france and it's about funnily enough a duel mm. and it's uh it stars matt damon adam driver ben affleck but crucially um jodie coma is unbelievable in this film right. i don't know how she hasn't been nominated for awards because she is fantastic yeah. but um it's a good film i'm not i'm not putting it down there as a must watch but i wanted to watch it it's on disney plus at the moment i, I check it out it's quite you know it's not a laugh yeah, i'm gonna put it out that way it's not that. even it's not even like, even like Ridley Scott's done his his historical stuff for like Kingdom of Heaven, Gladiator. They they have a lot of action and a lot of fun. Whereas this is much more of it does have like some of the battle scenes you'll recognise from like Gladiator and stuff. But it's very much a drama and it's told a lot. Like, have either of you are either of you familiar with Rashomon, the Kurosawa film? No, no. Okay, it's very much stealing, stealing, borrowing. The um, kind of narrative structure of that as if it's a film where so this is the first five minutes of the film Matt Damon and Adam Driver are dueling each other there's some conflict here 
It's to do with Matt Damon's wife, who is Jodie Comer. You're not sure what's happened. And basically, the majority of the rest of the film is the same story told from three different perspectives, which is kind of what Rashomon does. So you've got Adam Driver's perspective, Matt Damon's perspective, and Jodie Comer's perspective of what happened here. Okay. And that's kind of the whole conceit. It's like two and a half hours, a little too long, quite slow in the middle, drags a little bit. But you know what? I thought it was a good film. You're not. It just didn't get a lot of love when it came out. No one saw it, basically. It came out during the pandemic, and like no one went to cinemas to see it, I think. But if you're looking for a good... like If you're looking for a good Ridley Scott film, it's on Disney Plus at the moment. I'd, I'd check it out. Um, again, not a laugh at all. Don't go into this expecting <laughs> a, 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 a fun time. Uh, I don't want to ruin the, the central conceit of what the plot is, but it's it's not something... It's you know it's a serious subject. Okay. So um, yeah. so if I fancy a laugh, Another film. I should probably watch Jackass over The Last Jewel. Yeah, or Pam and Tom. <laughs> just rewatch rewatch the Pam and um, The other film I watched though is, and here's one that I absolutely do love, which is The Handmaiden, which is a five year old film, five or six year old film now by um, Parch and Wok, and. It's just an unbelievable film. So I saw this five years ago when it came out in like 2016, 2017. I thought, that's a great film. I saw it, it was on Netflix the other day. I don't know how long it's been on there, but I just noticed. And I watched it again the other day. And I think now it's jumped. Like I watched it and I was like, that is really is one of the best films I've ever seen. Like, And I truly believe it's like up there as good as like recent Korean films as Parasite. If you don't know what The Handmaiden is, like I said... The same director as Old Boy, and if you like Old Boy and Parasite, not to just say all Korean films are the same because it's not. Sounds like what you're but saying. But it kind of has that similar. <laughs> it has that similar thing that I find kind of unique to Korean cinema, and like you can't really pinpoint a genre on something. Like, mm. like one minute it'll be like quite dark, the next minute you'll be laughing, the next minute it'll be really violent, yeah. the next minute like it's a horror. Like you don't know what's going to happen next, and that's the kind of thing I love about like that brand of cinema sure. and the handmaiden is just an unbelievable film again i will say not one to watch with the with the parents because at the core it is like a thriller but it's quite it's got quite erotic tinges okay. to the content it is a kind of an kind of a high class basic instinct <laughs> um in in a really loose way but the the central like core of the story is there's this heiress to a large fortune in career it's a period drama by the way it's set a while ago i don't actually know the exact years but at least 100 years ago and yes this heiress to a large fortune and basically there's this man who wants to try and marry her to steal her fortune basically he's a con man and the way he's going to do this is that woman needs a new handmaiden in her house so he asks someone from his ring of like con artists if she will become the handmaiden for her and basically convince her that she should marry him right. like okay. while he's courting her and the the story takes off from that so it kind of starts off it's kind of like this big con thriller with heavy erotic tinges to it um but seriously it's an unbelievable i can't recommend this film enough if you have netflix watch the handmaiden it is all in korean and in japanese in parts and just looking at the wikipedia it's, it's something about a Victorian crime novel is it like got sort of it's so it's based on an English language book okay that's interesting I've not read the book I don't know how good the actual book is but I do know that it is seriously one of the best films 
you'll watch. That sounds interesting. Um, it won the Oscar, I think, for Best Foreign Language Film in 2017. So, not that who who actually cares about the Oscars, I personally do not. <laughs> but um, there you go. Yeah, check that if out. you want to watch, yeah, definitely. The Handmaiden is an unbelievable <laughs> film. The last jewel. <laughs> the last jewel is fine. <laughs> I think I'm going to skip there the last jewel to be honest, but I'm definitely going to check out the Handmaiden. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm adding do that it. to the um, list. Yeah, definitely. Like I said. Definitely not one to watch the parents. Unless, you know, some people, are, you know, they watch stuff with their families. I'm just, I'm much more close to a family. I, I'll get awkward if a scene like that comes on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to you know, enjoy it necessarily. Um, but there you go. The Handmaiden. Mm. Do you know what else shouldn't be played with the parents? The Endless Search. Why not? <laughs> Inside, in the UK, IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? The reason I wouldn't play this with the parents, Dale, is because my parents don't know anything about Mario Kart. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Neither do I, to be fair. <laughs> well. It's a good job because you don't really need to. I have come up with an endless search here that should be quite quick and fun. It's a riff on what was played last week with making up the fake Goosebump titles of books. So what I've got here is 16 real and fake tracks from Mario Kart. And I want you, Dale and Emma... (laughs) to decide which ones are real and which ones are fake. Okay. Okay. I can do that. You, you know, I'm a, I'm a tricky, tricky customer, so some may sound real and they're not. I've put a lot of thought into this. It's at least half an hour's thought into this. Um, <laughs> so I think we'll take turns at who guesses first each time, okay. just, just to keep it fresh. But I think Emma can go first on the first one. So... Number one, we have Delfino Square. Is that a real Mario Kart track? I'm pretty sure think? it is, yeah. Oh, you're, you're giving a hint there today. You might want to go, oh, I'm not I sure. I know, you're right. You really I'm shouldn't hint yes. to me because I, a lot of these I have no idea. Um, unless it's like Rainbow Road and shit. Um, so, yes, I guess yeah, it is that's true. not turning up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, you both you both do get a point for that one. I'm not saying they're all going to be... That's probably the most recognisable one out of the whole oh, lot. God. So, there you go. It's all downhill Number from here. <laughs> some of these you will. Some of these you will just laugh and think they're complete nonsense. So we might start about easy. So number two is Rubber Dingy Rapids. Okay, so that's false because it's from Four Lions. And whoops, I just oh, realised well, I just Emma in. there. <laughs> I said it out loud and I was like, wait. <laughs> it's false. <laughs> there we go. And that's as easy as that's going to get. <laughs> I just really like the idea of a Mario Kart track called Rubber Dingy yeah, Rapids. <laughs> okay. Number three, Orchard Park. I'm going to say false. To keep it interesting, I'm going to say true. It is false. Ah. That is where the Buffalo Bills play their NFL games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> three, two to I'm Emma. sorry, American listeners. Number four, Castle in the Sky. True. I'm going to say False. Is false. That is a Studio Ghibli film. No. There's loads more to go down. There's, there's still 12 more of these. <laughs> Number five. Dino 
Dino Jungle. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to say true. Yeah, I think it's true as well. It is true. Yeah. It's from Mario Kart Double Dash. It's 5-3 to Emma. Still still loads to play for. Number six, Riverside Park. <laughs> That's false. I think it might be true, or there's one that's like, it's got a similar name. I'm going to go with true. It is true. What? It's from Mario Kart Super Circuit. I was thinking of Middlesbrough Stadium. That's where the tricky things yeah. come in. 6 3 to Emma. Still loads to play for, though. Do not despair. There's, there's chances for you here. Number seven, uh, Emma to guess first. Hot Air Skyway. Hot Air Skyway. Mm. I'm going to say false. Okay, so I want to say true, so let's go for it. Let's see if we can claw a point it back. It sounds convincing. It, oh, it sounded a, really a, convincing. It's a crash team racing course. <laughs> oh, there you go. 7-3. Uh, Emma, you've got all seven rights, I thought. This is amazing. If you get 100% here, you're going to get, I don't know. Um, gold medal. I don't know. Have, have <laughs> double medal. dessert player if you want. First yeah. on the podium. <laughs> Two yogurts. <laughs> Let's do yogurt. Emma is currently playing for double yogurt. Right. <laughs> Number eight. Um, Dale to go first, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Hamburger Hill. False. I'm going false too. Yes, that is a battle from the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can easily see how it easily could be a Mario. Yeah, yeah. Well. You've really captured the Mario yeah, yeah. essence here. Yeah. I would love a love love a race around Hamburg Hill. <laughs> what a harrowing event in military history! Right, what um, we got next the song. Nine. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> done. No, uh, number nine. Woohoo loop. That is W U H U loop. Woohoo loop. I'm going to say false. I think that's true. It is true. Yes. Oh, double yogurt. I'm oh, afraid. single yogurt that's from Mario Kart Seven. Dell's pulled one back. It's 8-5 to Emma. We've still seven to play. Number 10. Bubble Works. Is it me? Or Emma? I think so, yep. Uh, false. False. I'm pretty sure that's just a Chessington ride. <laughs> yeah, it's a Chessington world of adventure, yes. There's no bonus points for that. But, but there you, go. you should have a bonus yeah, point for if someone six. can work out where you actually got the inspiration from. Yeah, Too late for that good. rule now. I'm sorry. Next up, we have Emma to guess first for Socalo Square. That is Z O C A L O Square. Socalo Square. False. How many's left? <laughs> Are we no, being tactical, Dale? Five more. <laughs> well, I'm thinking one I'm, and five. I've more. just got to go for broken eyes. So, what did you say? Emma? I did you say you false? Do, but... I said false. Yeah. Let's say true then. It is false. Ah, I'm sorry, that well. is a square in Mexico City. It was a gamble. It was uh, a gamble. 10-6. Ten, ten, I mean, it's looking grim, Dale, but, <laughs> you know. Five left, four, four points in it. Number 12, Cheeseland <laughs> with Dale. Um, it feels like it's so obviously false that it's probably true, so I'm going to say true. 
I'm going to say false, but I hope it's true because I love cheese. It is true. Yes. Oh, yes. that's yes. good. I'm happy. I'm not even mad about that. Cheese land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Emma to go first. Number 13. Chocolate River. True? Yeah, I think false. It is false. That yes. is from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Oh, literally the just back. the river. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Chocolate River from really, 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 really. Willy Wonka. <laughs> uh, really. Dale's oh, put it back two points Choco in Mountain, with three to go. It? The pressure's on. Here we go. Dale to guess first here on Broken Pier. Hmm. It is a Broken Pier. False. I think false. It's true. Oh, really? No, on Super Circuit. There we go. Two left. Two Shit. points in okay. it. Oh. <laughs> Emma, I want to hear what if you think that Summer Isle is true or false. False. Yeah, false. I think. Yeah, that's that's the island from the Wicker Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and last one down. Sorry, it's out of your hands, but you, you know you can make it a one-point game. The last one is City of Stars. False. Yeah, false. What was that? I don't know. False. <laughs> it is false. That is a song from La La Land. Uh, so there we go. Respectable. I think eleven nine in the end. I think. Two points in it anyway. Yeah. Emma, you are the victor, but sadly, only one yogurt for you tonight. So, I'll take it. <laughs> what yogurt is it? Have you got the yogurt in already, or you got to go out and get it? Yes, yeah, a strawberry one. Yeah. Oh, you got to give more oh, details what, what on that. What brand are we yeah. talking? Come on. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I, I can see the packet. It's like um, orange. It's got like a weird name. I can't remember, but it's strawberry with bits in. I love bits in yogurts. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. But it's not a Muller. It's not, it's a, not a Muller. Muller. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's good to know. Disappointed. It's good to know. Uh, right, let's get on to some feedback. Dale. Yes, this first one is from Tony, Italian surname, D'Amico, D'Amico, something like that. D'Amico, yeah, I'd just say yeah. it's D'Amico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very easy one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm crap. Uh, anyway, what's going on, boys? And of course, Emma. With all your talk about chewing things, I figured I'd pipe in with my issues as a youth. I love Lego. I'm not going to say Legos. He loves Lego. I played with them probably four or more hours per day from the age of five to nine. Apparently, I had a problem with smashing the Lego together too hard because I could never get them apart. So I had a tendency to use my teeth to pull them apart. I feel like I did this as well, to be fair. Oh, I think we definitely yeah. did that, yeah. Well, eventually my luck ran out and it, I chipped my front tooth, which, no. was easily, <laughs> which was easily fixable by a dentist. But I continued to use that method to separate them like some kind of fuckwit and chip the exact same tooth twice more before I was 10. That is, that Aww, is true. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. So you got you to resist, Tony, resist the bite. The other thing I had to say was, I don't know if you guys have had Starburst across the pond. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in my late teens, for some reason, I was too lazy to even remove the wrapper and I'd just <laughs> chew them with the wax paper on and swallow. Oh that gosh. is... I mean, sometimes too late it takes like two seconds sometimes it is that when it gets stuck to it it can be a nuisance but i would still rather do that than eat the paper 
Yeah, not even bother yeah. to not even try and unwrap it. That's a step, you know. I, even I'm taking yeah. that step. I may eat my bed, but I'm not, you know. I'm, I'm unwrapping my Starburst. Um, I've also got a chip front teeth, Tony. So we are kindred spirits. I only did it once though. So, yeah. so there we go. Um, we used to um, our Starburst, Starburst used to be called Opal Fruits as well. They yeah. did. Mm. It was like a couple of years ago. They did like a big to try and get people to buy them. They're like for like one month only. They're going to rebrand as Opal Fruits. Like, I don't care. They taste the same. <laughs> the same like, thing. I'm not that precious yeah. about it. Yeah. There you go. Um, I've got an email here from Adam Livori. He says, "Good day, IGN crew from Australia. Been listening since all of you were new to IGN." With the except of Al. I mean, that is a long time ago, to be fair, so I don't blame you. Uh, It feels like we're all old chums, and hopefully a live show comes around when in the UK in 2023 for part of my PhD studies through UCL. Sure it will. 2023. I'd hope, I'd hope. Yeah, yeah. And you're in London as well. You know, we're hoping to have one later this year. Obviously, no plans yet, Mm -hmm. but if all goes well, we're hoping to. So, you know, keep a day this year for it. Um, <laughs> in terms of surprise prologues and characters playing, Assassin's Creed 3 had an awesome opener with the Templar reveal and opening mm, to the game. It's true. That, that was good. The rest of that game, not as brilliant, but uh, I did like the opening quite a bit. I was thinking, did we... I must have missed this. I did listen to last week's, so obviously I wasn't on. Did they talk about uh, prequels? Um, uh, prologues. No, yeah, it was so. from the week before we were talking about the idea of when you play a character at the start and then you're not actually playing that character for the um, rest of the game okay yeah. i get it i was gonna say like one of my favorite prologues is the gta 5s with the like little bank robbery because mm-hmm. it i don't think you realize at the time how much that leads into the whole story as a whole yeah. how crucial that open is you think it's just a little tutorial or it's, it's much more mm-hmm. i love that opening mm-hmm. um yeah um Adam's also got to say in terms of Dwayne's business. So we're talking about the uh, which film will The Rock teased he's going to be in a video game film this year. Um, Adam says the term badass makes me think of Borderlands and their consistent use of the word when describing the superpower versions of each enemy. I'm concerned as I don't think it works as a game in the most part, let alone a film, <laughs> especially if it's aiming for a PG-13 rating. I, I agree. I don't. Would he be in that? I don't know. Nah, I mean, that's already been announced. They're already. That's already been yeah. announced, and they've got a cast. Unless he's been. Added they have to got it, Kevin yeah, Hart seems... in it, and they do tend to come as a pair sometimes. Mm, no, maybe, maybe he's got a little cameo or something yeah, at the end, maybe. or something. Maybe he's. I don't know. Maybe he's like playing. Is it one of the little loot tinks? It's a little joke. Like the world's <laughs> biggest man is playing a little like loot tink uh, or something. That'd be funny. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you know what? I'm not ruling it out completely there, lad. Adam. Um, again, you know, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Keep those rock ideas coming. We did have one. I don't think we're going to... Uh, we just don't have time to put it in. But uh, someone did suggest uh, the rock should play Yapstam in a FIFA <laughs> Road to World Cup 98 what? game. And I thought, yes, that would be yeah. quite fun. That's a name. <laughs> Obviously not what's happening, but why not? That's a name I've not heard in a while. <laughs> Yapstam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Emma I've got some feedback from Matt Billingsley Hi Matt Matt says Morning all Love the podcast Always look forward to it every Friday That's lovely Um, (laughs) There was some feedback a few weeks ago About other recommendations Which got me thinking Are there any other podcasts You guys could recommend I listen to so many different genres So I'd really appreciate some suggestions Thanks again And keep up the great work Matt I don't think there are any other podcasts Worthwhile Little shite Uh, (laughs) Um 
I mean, I've got plenty. I mean, a lot of them, you know, very subject based. Yeah, that's my. Problem. I'm guessing if you listen to this, you like video games and films. So you know, listen to the Bat Page Pod. It's very good if you like your video games, especially a bit of video game history. Whereas we tend to, you know, do weekly stuff yeah. that looks back quite a lot and is very good. Um, similarly, uh, if you're into film, there's the back, uh, the Bat Page, the uh, Big Picture podcast from the Ringer and the Rewatchables from the Ringer. Um, all good film podcasts if you're into that and then basically all the other film all the other podcasts i listen to are either football or nfl podcasts. yeah so, you know, that's my problem they're all they're like honest. based around very specific things that i don't think i could recommend to a casual person you know um you listen to any good pamela anson podcast no but i do listen to a regular coventry city podcast so <laughs> I'm not, Ooh, I'm not, that sounds fun yeah i'm not going to recommend that to anyone who's What's that yeah. called? Like Sky Blue Chat or something? Yeah, Sky Blues Extra is the one I listen to. <laughs> I knew it'd be so. <laughs> it's not the best podcast in the world, but it's it's the information I want to hear about. So, exactly. You know. Good. Um, there we go. Yeah, like f- football ones, a couple of wrestling ones. Yeah, not yeah. not that interesting. Obviously, if you're into football, the football ramble is always good. yeah. And you get one of those a day as well, so mm. you know. Never going to run out. Emma, what are you listening to? I listen to quite specific ones as well. So I've been listening to the Always Sunny in Philadelphia yes, podcast. Yes, I do listen to that. Yeah, it's brilliant. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always just about like the episode as well, which is quite good. They it's go almost off never about, about the episode, to yeah. be honest. They maybe touch on it for about 10 minutes and then they just talk about other things. Yeah, it's good. I listened to one the other day and they were just talking about parking. It was, yeah. it was just like, it was great. Have you um, got to the one when Rob McElhenney like talks about that whole confrontation he had outside um, in an out burger when he got no. out of his car and squared up to some guy and stuff? Like, oh that's the whole episode is them talking about that. <laughs> so they don't even talk about the TV show at all. It's really good. That one's great. And I like, um, I used to listen to Office Ladies a lot as well. Yes. I like that one. It's good. Um, for more general stuff. That, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't listened to it for a while. I kind of need to go back to it. But mm-hmm. there, it was kind of sort of doing it at the time as like rewatching The Office. So it was like nice to like watch an episode, then like listen to that yeah, after. 100%. Um, for more general stuff, I like Good Job Brain. It's just like quizzes and trivia and stuff. Um, and sometimes they'll pick out like interesting stuff and like facts that you wouldn't know. So if you're looking for something more general and like fun, that one's really good. Is it active? Is it like, does it... Does it involve participation? Does it say like, okay, now here's the here's the question, now they leave you time for the answer and stuff, or is it, um, um, or is it someone yeah. on the show answering questions? They answer the questions on the show, but like, yeah. there's definitely like time for you if you're listening to like, okay. you know, think of your answers and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. There we go. Some good recommendations. Uh, hopefully, one of those ticks a box for you. Uh, that was a good. Fun time. I had a lovely time. A lot of topics covered from Kirby eating cars to Pamela Anderson to Korean masterpiece cinema. There you go. That's what you get with the IGN UK podcast. And we will be back next week for more stuff. What music should we have? Uh, what have Motley we got? Crew. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> I don't actually like Motley Crew, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't. I feel like it feels like I, feel like, I feel like we have to now, which... What's their I big one? Know. That one, Home Sweet Home's their big one, isn't it? That one. That's it. I don't. I. Just, I. I have actively never put on Motley Crue, <laughs> but we're going to now. So here's a little bit of Motley Crue. I'm sorry.
there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.